Hi and welcome to the Parent Guide to Education podcast. Following on from our recent focus on English language GCSE, today we've got Sarah Charles from Educas WJEC to talk to us about English literature. Right. Hi, Sarah. Uh, finally, Hi. We're, we're coming into this. If we all sound a bit frazzled, it's because we've spent 20 minutes arguing with technology and trying to do this live and it's not happened. So, no, definitely not. So, um, <laughs> so now that we've all kind of had a moment to hopefully recover, mm-hmm. we're here to talk not technology, but English literature and how parents can help their teenagers revise what teenagers can do all mm-hmm. of those lovely lovely things so can we can we get you to do a quick kind of who you are and what you do and why this is your thing right um okay i'm sarah charles um i work at the wjc um which obviously is both the, uh, wales and england with educas i've only been um working at wjc for over, over a year uh prior to that i was an english teacher in a comprehensive in cardiff and um it was getting on for about 20 years I was there, so um, <laughs> wow, quite a while. Um, yeah, so it's nice to have a little change, but it's also nice to still be doing what I've been doing, really. So, yeah. So my oh, my role at WJC now is as a subject advisor, I should say, for English literature, for um, media and drama as well. Why did you choose English literature rather than English language? uh where now in wjc yeah i mean that, that i didn't choose it that's what the that's what the job was really i probably always had a bit of a greater affinity with literature so it worked out well really because but obviously you do both in high school in comprehensive schools so um but no i probably had more of an affinity for for literature anyway and having studied it at um university level um yeah <laughs> and also you know it's nice I like to be able to do language through literature so they do go hand in hand quite well anyway yeah they do indeed so fabulous thank you so I guess we're we're talking to mostly to parents here although sometimes we get teenagers listening in as well mm-hmm. and um I'm going to kick off the first question with um, if I have a teenager who is reluctant to read in general, how on earth do I get them to read, say, Shakespeare, for example? <laughs> Any tips? Goodness, right. Okay. Uh, I mean, reading Shakespeare, I don't recommend you just sit down and just read it, really. This is yes. where the, uh, <laughs> the audio books might come in handy, you know, listening to it and following along and, you know, and the the films and the the live performances really help you know it's not meant to be sat down and read anyway is it so um for Shakespeare you know if you can see a production that'd be amazing um and a lot of it you know I know you've got to know the whole text and you've got to be able to write about the whole text but looking at extracts you know from the beginning and the middle and the end is also going to be a way in as well just you know looking at key moments throughout you have to obviously show a whole range of the whole play but um you know, really focusing on on parts, you know, key moments, key moments about characters, key moments about themes or key moments about relationships or something. I mean, I don't recommend any teenager just, you know, sit down with a, the complete word. Can you imagine? Fair enough, that might have been a bad example. not going to be it. My mind just went blank. <laughs> I couldn't remember what winner. I did for English literature that wasn't Shakespeare at that point. So, goodness, it's been yeah. a while in my defence. 
<laughs> so I think we, sorry, I'll, no, no, go, go. I'm getting all my questions out earlier yeah. than I'll let you loose. Uh, we, um, I, I think hear a lot of parents who feel like their child has just spent lots of time memorizing quotes then doesn't really know what to do with them. So right. what can you advise people in terms of the need to memorize quotes versus the need mm. to have a better feel for the whole thing? Yeah, well, I mean, it is the most important thing is to know your text, to to read it, to reread it, to reread it again if you can, to listen to it, to, to practice it. So hopefully it's not just be a matter of sitting down and learning a load of quotes. Hopefully, over you know the amount of time that you're spending on a text, that they are going in, and you just can't help learning some of these texts because you've just heard them so many times. I'm sure in lessons they're being quizzed on them as well. Maybe it's like starter activities. You know, who said this? You know, what part of the play did this come from? So if it can be kind of made into games a little bit to learn some of those quotes, you know, just to um, you know, on the internet as well, I think there's certain various games here where you can just say, who said that? You know, where did the pop the play did that come from? You know, and who's that spoken to? So that's just a way of memorizing them. And just, you know, by reading and rereading, they do go in amazingly. They do just stick. And, you know, as you said, like just pages and pages of quotes, they're not, they don't need pages and pages of quotes. As long as they've got like, say, three key quotes for each kind of character each main character for each theme and for each relationship you know for for key moments in the in the in the text um you know they don't have to just be able to memorize millions and millions of quotes but then it's what to do with it obviously is is the important thing because you know there's no point just going into exam and writing a big chunky quote out because that's just a waste of time really and energy and you know when all that kind of writing stamina is going to go because you're just writing out massive quotes so um often we just say just short words short phrases even one word of really good quotes just to support what you're saying try to embed them into your own sentence I'm speaking to you like your children I'm sorry I realize that they should be I'm sorry they should be trying to embed them into their own sentences you know um and to really you know only use relevant ones and you know and and, and explain the effect really so it's what effect was the writer trying to create by using that word you know and then you've highlighted this one word so not reams and reams and reams of quotes just you know just really you know apt ones uh, and short ones ones and and the most important thing is that you use them then to you know to to, to make your point you know it's, it's the point that you're making the argument you're making that's the most important thing and that's just there to support what you're saying really I'm assuming there's a big danger of um, spending ages perfectly memorizing this quote and because they've got it off pat I think I am going to use it I don't care what the question is oh exactly to do yeah. with I am going to use this quote because it took me a whole evening exactly uh, and yeah. I and that's see that in answers yeah, preparing answers to questions as well, because then the tendency is that a, a, a pupil is maybe just going to write the the question, the answer they want to answer rather than the question that's there. So, you know, just they need to be thinking in that exam, really, you know, and just making sure that their response does answer the questions and is focused and that the quotes are relevant to what they're saying. Yeah. I mean, you might well learn 
beautiful quotes on one character and then that's that's not the character that comes up it's just what's going to happen you you can't show everything you know about that text in that you know one exam sadly (laughs) that goes back to your advice about um two or three quotes from each character main character yeah uh, to do with Mm. a relationship a theme or or whatever so don't just yeah a couple of characters and hope i hope that it's going to come off yeah, I mean, it's, and it's a long, quite a long course. The the text you're doing at the beginning of the, say, beginning of year ten, say, you know, you're going to know them really quite well by the by the end, really. So hopefully they're just you know absorbed into you. And if you've heard them as well, and you've heard other people saying them, and you've done activities in class, and you know, uh, practice essays at home, also, it's hopefully they're just going in naturally, and it's not too much of a chore to learn them. Well, our, our daughter's in year nine and she's already uh, talking oh, right. lots of Macbeth to me, even though they don't start GCSE study properly until next year. Their English right. teacher is very, very clear about how this is the text we're studying or the Shakespearean text anyway. Yeah. And um, she's already quoting. She's already, you know, talking about characters and who's wonderful, you know, who's a rotter and who isn't. I'm sure there's better words than that. but uh, <laughs> Yeah. Or who's going to become a rotter? <laughs> Because obviously we're looking for changes in the characters as well. You know, that's what makes them interesting, isn't it, really? So, mm. Yeah, yeah good. there's lots, lots of stuff going on there. And I think I, I could hear a collective sigh from like, a relief from around the place from all the parents going, oh, they don't have to memorise all of the quotes. This is good. It's just, <laughs> right, yeah. You can't memorise the whole text. So in terms of the, uh, you talked about there being like character kind of, questions I'm guessing and theme quite and relationships what are the main bits that we need to focus on so that we can make sure we've got the right quotes and the right understanding of each of those contexts um so I don't really know what you mean I was going to say and does that make sense as a question because (laughs) I don't know I I know I mean, you want to work your way through, you know, in an essay, say, you, you do want to be able to track your way through, you know, show a range of the text. So from, you know, so know the text, the beginning, the middle, the end, to so be able to kind of track through it in the key moments. It's the interesting scenes, right, where the turning points or something or, you know, mood changes or character change or, you know, or, or some kind of key moment, really, that's what makes for a really interesting um, literature, really, doesn't it? And, that, and if you think about it, the extracts that are given, like, say, the Shakespearean extract that's given in the paper, you know, it's from a key moment. It's not just been randomly plucked. It's been um, it's been chosen because it is an interesting point and maybe there's a change from the beginning to the end. I mean, they've really decided where they start the extract, where they finish the extract. So that's in the Shakespeare, but in the other, in the other, text um there's an extract in in the educas paper to to help you answer an essay question on it so you also have you know you need to show close textual analysis to be able to you know look closely at the text um but also step out and be kind of more wider and um wider with about the text really you know so you so you can hone in on specifics but also see kind of an overview of all of what's going on I'm not sure that's answering your question really but <laughs> can I try again <laughs> so I won't worry too much and um, that was still useful yeah, can, so... can I ask about poetry because um it, it from my time teaching it would appear and time as a parent it, it would appear that teachers tend to avoid poetry the poetry option oh. you know, this is obviously oh. pre-covid am I, is, am I 
Am I right? Is it? Is it? Well, the I least wouldn't say teachers avoid poetry because we have a lovely anthology for for them to get on with, <laughs> and we have the unseen poetry in the exam as well. So there is a quite heavy focus on poetry in the education specification. Um, so a question on an anthology would be they would given they're given a poem, um, and they have to closely analyze that and track through it, um, and really you know really get to grips with what the poem's about, you know not just what the poem's about, but really what the poem's about, what they were the ideas the author would have wanted you to take away from it. And then they also have to compare that with a choice, a poem of their own choice from the anthology that they've studied as well. Um, so, you know, they have to know what the themes are of those of those um, poems are and uh, within the anthology. And, and a good piece of advice there is to kind of to revise the anthology um, thematically. So put them put all the poems into the various themes. Say there's a theme of loss, say there's a theme of war or something and see which poems could go in together. And then, you know, really kind of revise say two or three poems within that kind of cluster of themes. Um, so, you know, something like war came up, for example, it wouldn't have to be, you know, an, an actual physical war. It could be a war within yourself or, a, or an argument within a family or something like that, you know, so you can look at different ways of looking at themes. Um, so look at lots of poems and how, how different poets kind of um, write in different ways about the same theme would be an interesting way of looking at the anthology. But then of course, we also have um, the unseen element. So um, they are, um, they are encouraged to look at, you know, poems that they've never seen before, you know, something new to them and to be able to read it and read between the lines and interpret what it's about. Um, because, of course, you know, anything could come up and, and and sadly, you know, some of some of the interpretations are aren't, you know, always right because of the, I, I mean, obviously, literature, we say, you, you know, you can you can say it, you can argue anything, but really, a poem is about something usually isn't it and you know if they've got the completely the wrong idea of what it's about um you know that's it's going to make it really hard to to work through it and to compare it the other the second poem in there as well so you know a tip for 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 learners is really to make sure they are practicing looking at poems that they've never seen before and being able to to read between the lines and tell what it's about and you know what it's really about not just you know not just the story of the poem but the bigger issues that the poet would want you to take away from it so oh, i hope i hope teachers in general aren't avoiding poetry well, I, I, that, that's my that's my perception I, i'm not an english teacher i have no idea but it's just very rare that i think um, it was to do with you know when they reduced the content the, the first year there were going to be exams post kind of no exams for right COVID. and I think they were given options and yeah. you could remove right them I see what you mean yes. poetry, yeah which I, I think you I see what you mean yeah. 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 yeah but I mean that was you know that, yes yeah. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> long in the past and indeed um quick question so I keep um butting yeah. in now um in terms of um, revision and online resources um mm -hmm. I was shocked how amazing I think I'm not an English teacher. Some of the resources are. So I think there's a, a website called Spark Notes. 
Oh, I love it. Yeah, spark notes. That's on my list. I've written some little lists, spark notes. I've got a few others for you as well, but yeah. Yeah, back in, well, if, yeah, fabulous. I've got in the show notes as well. But back in the day, we were given a book, Macbeth or whatever, and you've got to go through it and that, you know, you've got to make up the themes, the relation, all, all the stuff and make the notes from that. Yeah. Spark notes, it's just, it's all there. Everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, the only thing it doesn't do for you is read the book, read this, read the text. Yeah. Are they as yeah. good as they appear to the, the layman like me? They are good, but again, there's no excuse for reading the text and rereading the text. You've just got to know it really well. But saying that, you know, they are, there's a lot of fun ones out there. You know, BBC Bite Size I like as well. You know, Schmoop is good. You might have heard of Mr. Brass. You know, he's quite oh, popular. Yeah. So what's the yeah. Yeah, one? Pardon? Shoot, what, the second one you said. Schmoop. Our resources uh, on the Educast website are, are yeah. great. If you haven't really, right. you know, if you've been a teacher for a long time, for example, you know, um, if a teacher, you know, or if teachers have been there for a long time, they might not have looked again to see how, what see what new things we have. So we have lovely knowledge organisers, which uh, you know can be used to make into great mind maps. The blended learning resources are great because they're really interactive and they're fun and they're independent self-study. So you know that's a great way for um, for people's uh, for children to to work through on their own when they don't know what to do or how to do any revision. You know that's a great place to start. Um, you know, obviously. I'd say no. Read the text. Make your own revision notes, like like you said you did. But you know, um, but the way of the world, young people they like to be interactive, don't they? They like to be quizzing and you know and searching and <laughs> on iPads and whatnot. So um, so there is a lot out there that's really good. Um, also on our website, you know, don't forget the, the you know the more serious things than, than the knowledge organizing the blending learning we also got exam walkthroughs which are great that's the the principal examiner walking you through the exam and telling you exactly what to do where so as a parent i think that's kind of maybe quite useful to work through because you know they've probably never seen a paper um and there's also a lot of exemplar on our website so there's a lot of uh, marked and unmarked responses and mark schemes to go with them so you know you, another another revision activity could be to self mark you know somebody else or to mark somebody else's work and um, using the mark scheme and then you can check you know how well how well you've got it <laughs> um according to what the um the mark and the on the on the annotated sheets is then so you know there's some good resources um for parents also there's a principal examiner's report um it's it's a document probably meant for teachers more than parents but um there are lots of there's summaries at the end of each section, which give a lot of advice. And, you know, I was just rereading them and writing some notes in advance of tonight. And um, I didn't, I thought, well, there's no reason why parents, you know, they're, they're obviously they're busy, um, but um, it's bullet points. There's, you know, at the end of each section, there's some really useful bullet points, which I think are, you know, quite user-friendly for, for parents as well, really. Uh, the best yeah. parts of the bullet points are the things that were generally answered really badly. They point at the the things where for yes, reason, yeah. students Absolutely. on maths, Absolutely. Yeah. and that's mm -hmm. quite a, a yes. The where people have gone wrong in the past. Yeah, there's yeah. things like um, like last year. I mean, some people um, went a little bit wrong by concentrating too much on the on the extract in one of the questions. So an extract is given as a kind of a springboard for you to write about the whole text. 
And if they spend all their time writing about the extract, they've missed out the beginning, the middle, the end of all the rest of the text. And, you know, they're really narrowing their their ability to, you know, get the higher marks. So it points out things like that that people have done wrong in the past kind of thing. You know, and it, and it, it also happens, sadly, that um, a lot of people's, um, a lot of children just write about lots of texts as well. They don't remember which is actually their text. I mean, that's something that goes wrong. I mean, what goes wrong in, you know, in an exam, you know, you, under that pressure, or horrible things can happen, can't they? And, and you know, some children write about texts that they've never studied and they didn't, you know, that it wasn't their chosen text. So to make sure that they know what the paper looks like, the layout of a whole paper, not just a photocopy of a question that the teacher has given them. And of course, our website does have the past papers there for them to see what the whole paper would look like. And they know they have to look for the right page for, say, they've studied Blood Brothers or say they've studied Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. So they know to look on the right bit and not to answer any questions that they haven't studied. Yeah, On text they haven't studied, I should say. Yeah, it's, it's those sorts of things that really do trip up students quite often. Oh, yeah. And, you know, horrible things can happen in the, under yeah. the pressure of an exam, can't it? So, yeah. you know, it could happen to anyone. Yeah. But yeah, forewarned is forearmed. So looking yes. is useful. I mean, we, we recommend looking at examiner's reports when you can and you've got the time to do so. But yeah. also, um, I mean, we spend a lot of time as, as part of the business with, with the membership. We do a topic checklist for every subject by exam board. And it is right. the bane of my existence because it takes forever and right. then I found your knowledge organizers and I was like oh, I wish every exam board did those because it's so yeah and um, yeah. and I've seen some it's... children use them as kind of placemats as well you know mm -hmm. so just a tip for a parent maybe print them out and stick them on their desks <laughs> when they're revising you know to kind of avoid them then <laughs> so so useful yes I think someone asked me for it was something I hadn't done for some reason. It might have been a Latin or something along those, something, a random language. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. and I actually said, there is no point in me making you a checklist for this one, because actually for languages, if I point you in the direction of your knowledge organisers, they get the vocab list, they get links to all of the stuff that they're going to need. And it's all in one one hand. Yeah. Hand. So, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yes, and it, well, it's a, it's a start. It doesn't have to be, you know, all all everything. It's a starting point for for. for young people to you know expand and you know add to their own kind of revision notes their spider diagrams that they're however they like to to map it out really mm. yeah yeah but they are genuinely fabulous and uh yeah great i, I rather wish everyone did them but, um, <laughs> i'm just gonna have to persuade all schools to only do your exam board that's gonna be my <laughs> alternative <laughs> <laughs> i mean obviously there's lots of different exam boards edgecast been our favorite as we've just established but um <laughs> if you know Macbeth, for example does it obviously the text doesn't change is the way the exam board or educast examines it different to the way other ones may ask questions the structure of the paper might be different but i presume the questions mm. are still it's the same themes the same relationships yeah i mean i think the questions are generally you know the same kind of questions really um yeah, I mean, I, I I do think educators try to you know do the best for 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 their candidates as well for their learners, you know, just to try and you know see the you know see you know, give them what they need in order to um to you know to try and not to try and trip anyone up or anything, you know, to try and make sure everything is fair, you know, and everyone has a good chance of 
of showing what they can do you know I think you know the questions are well thought out really just so that you know in in an attempt to, to make someone be able to come in and, and show what they are capable of you know not to try and trip anyone up or not to try and make life difficult for them just <laughs> to celebrate what they know I, I, I guess the point I was making there was that you can still use knowledge organizer as long as the text is being studied on as part of the oh thing. sorry they're using it absolutely it was yeah, yeah, oh, well, I yeah, understand just... what you mean now yes of course, well, no, I, of course. I was kind yeah. of being around that kind of way but yes yeah, because the resources are so good if yeah oh, oh, thinking... absolutely they'd be relevant to any board for the same question absolutely because again it's just concentrating on plot and themes and character and relationships and key quotes and yeah absolutely you know and um yeah and of course like terminology as well that's that's relevant to 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 just english literature doesn't matter which board absolutely so biggest mistakes you see or you hear about so if the principal principal examiner's report mm -hmm. what are the key kind of like kind of themes that what come the, out what are the big don'ts kind of things yeah. you mean yeah so um I've made a bit of a list really so don't answer on text that you haven't studied <laughs> we've said that one um you know don't forget which assessment objective is being assessed where so they need to just be aware that which you know which questions need context it is in the question as well but just you know go in prepared and for example which ones um require spelling punctuation and grammar to be marked as well there's those five marks there you know because obviously it'd be even, even more thorough checking of spelling punctuation and grammar there um focus on the question don't stray away from the question was one of my kind of don'ts there um so make sure you know each paragraph starts with the same kind of keywords from the question so that you're focused and your focus doesn't slip really in that way um so not big chunky kind of quotes from extracts taken from extracts or anything remember small quotes that can be embedded um one word short phrases that can really support the points you're making like a dagger not uh, a sledgehammer i was yeah with the whole Macbeth yeah good nice <laughs> nice it's a very very Macbeth then <laughs> Oh, can I, uh, uh, can I quickly interrupt you? The story, I was going to say then. Sorry, carry on. I was going to say, in terms of answers, this is, you know, obviously carrying with the list, but um, paragraphing, bit of a bugbear of mine. I love a paragraph. I hate blocks of text. Yeah. Is there an opinion yeah. from the examining point of view that you prefer it to be blocked, yeah. paragraphed? So, yes. Oh, so yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, yes, that's right. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, you know, it comes down by planning, really, doesn't it? If you think if they're planning at the start of the question, um, they can you know, say like just five points on your hand, kind of the draw around your hand quickly and make five points. And they can pretty much be your five paragraphs or five sections of your essays, at least. There might be more than a paragraph per point kind of thing. Um, but yes, yes. So responses need to be paragraphed. Yeah. Especially ones where we're talking about five marks being uh, awarded for good spelling, punctuation, grammar, and expressing yourself clearly. Because you can't express yourself clearly if you're not using paragraphs. Because <laughs> yes, yeah. Sorry, I, I, the reason I ask that is because yeah, I, I still get a lot of uh, people send me a personal statement for university applications. Could you have a read of it and let me know what you think? It's just a massive block of. Yes. Oh dear. It's my head in. Yeah, no, they're, they're you know, nearly year 13, I guess, and they still can't. Oh dear. Quite frustrating. Yeah. yeah. 
It is indeed. Yeah. So sorry, we interrupted. <laughs> well, point a paragraph, if you like. Yeah. If if it's a struggle, you know, point a paragraph, isn't it? Really, if you're a struggle, if it if the paragraphs are a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I interrupted your list, sorry. Oh, no, my list is probably a bit boring. So <laughs> don't forget to plan. Use the bullet points. There's bullet points often in the questions to help you plan the response. Um, oh, don't confuse kind of novel and play and reader and audience. Because obviously, it's, you know, we want, if we're talking about Inspector Calls, it's an audience rather than a reader. So that's, you know, not, that's... Um, don't misspell the author's names like Priestley and Russell. <laughs> so um, whistle don'ts, aren't we? Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, don't technique spot. You know, don't just go around spotting like your similes and your metaphors. You need to do something with them. You know, and that's you know you don't particularly need to know what the word class is or the technique is as if you can do something with it. If you can, you know, say what the um, what the author's intentions were you know what the, why they use that language to or that image to create you know from what feeling they created there that's the important thing rather than just being able to know your techniques and spot your techniques and list your techniques even though i'm listing here <laughs> well, that's so useful. um yeah so you know when it comes to context as well kind of avoid going into the format of it being like a history essay you know it's not a history essay yes we want to know a bit about the context of this text of the author um but it's not a history it should just be kind of like um you know the meaning the text is the most important thing rather than the context um but if the context can kind of be sprinkled throughout kind of thing to try and um you know still give an, a whole kind of view of the text but not just kind of like bolted on chunked on like a like a history essay you've still got to answer the question and you've still got to um show that you understand the meaning of the text and you should you should understand the question really yeah so <laughs> i think they'd be my main don'ts <laughs> brilliant and and it gives people a lot of kind of starting off points because i think it's easy to to you get you must do this and you must do this from school but it's the don'ts that tend to trip people up more I think so right. yeah being able to yeah. kind of hear that from from your point of view as as an expert on all of this that's that's really useful so yes list or no list I liked it mm. <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> right fabulous I'm, yeah. I'm out of questions I'm I think just quickly scanning my list. I mean, there's a point I made here about um, TV adaptions. Adap mm. adaptations. Oh, you did say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes they go slightly off script and make them a bit cooler and a bit more interesting. Is that is that a problem? Um, it can be. It can be. I mean, they're a great resource. So you know, yes, of course they have to be watched. Maybe I'm. I was thinking about your your question there, and um, maybe early on, you know, perhaps not not do it the night before the exam you know kind mm. of thing it might be a nice relaxing idea to watch the film of it the night for exam but that's when you know the problems of Romeo and Juliet meeting over a fish tank or Eva Smith being in in the actual play you know is 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 going to perhaps cause problems I mean they have to watch but I mean I, I think hopefully teachers are watching them with the classes and they're saying this bit isn't in the book ignore this you know you're standing right in the middle of the screen when the bits that are 
the, you know are, 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 are that are leaps from the from the um, from the actual text. Um, so yes, they are they are great, really, aren't they? And they're so engaging, and you can't avoid them. Um, but just with caution, just perhaps maybe maybe make a mental list of you know which parts are not in the text. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I mean, and you know, it, if you can watch live performances of say Blood Brothers and Spectacles or you know anything else like that, you know, it's brilliant if you can because they are obviously meant to be they're meant to be seen rather than read, aren't they? Um, yeah, but definitely. so I certainly wouldn't avoid the the um, the the films. But I was thinking maybe early on, you know, just want obviously not to spoil the story. It'd be best if they can read it first. But then you know, if they can watch it quite early on, and then just you know enjoy it and take what they can away from it, and um, but not rely on it. That you know, remember it is not what are you being examined on. <laughs> yeah, I think and that I mean, does it does cause problems. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like to be able to picture it better in my head and so I find that I yeah. have more vivid who said what and so on if I've got an actual picture of who they were in my head uh, so I, right. I would watch it but early on so that then when I'm reading through it and I'm actually learning it from the book I'm just yeah going, so and so excellent yeah yeah but you know maybe just have a list of things that you're not to write about in the, in the exam no guns in Shakespeare. as long as that doesn't you know mean translate into you know actually writing about them <laughs> I mean a lot of schools don't tend to organize trips to go and see the play or see the you know, what play mm, yeah it is harder these days yeah so mm-hmm. uh, as a parent I guess the takeaway is if you can if something is local absolutely um, yeah but a lot of them are streamed now as well since COVID as well and a lot of um like the National Theatre and other other um theatre companies do do some live streamings as well don't they so that's another way but but if there's an opportunity to see it yeah yeah we we occasionally get people who jump on the with the parent guide to GCSE Facebook group um community for parents and sometimes get parents who'll jump on and go by the way, anyone who's studying such and such, they're streaming yeah. it from this time, and that's brilliant. brilliant. So oh, that's a great way of sharing, yeah, so brilliant. I'd uh, I'd encourage anyone listening, if you find one, do share because we're all in the yeah. same. Yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Perfect place to stop. I think so. Yes, uh, we realise we've taken a lot of your time this evening with our technical I'm issues. Fine. So um, we are. <laughs> that was a little bit of a worry. <laughs> thank you so so much some really useful it's lovely to meet you thanks for listening to the parent guide to education podcast please favorite or follow us on your preferred podcast app to ensure you get notified as each episode is released we'd also be grateful if you could leave us a great review or rating see you on the next episode